Good afternoon, Crossroads Connect Group leaders. Today is Sunday, October 17th, and man, what a beautiful day it has been. Uh, we had lots of lots of baptisms, um, pretty incredible. We had a great weekend. Uh, the weekend kind of kicked off with our marriage conference, and if you didn't get a chance to sign up for that, I'm sorry you missed it. Uh, it was incredible. Ted Cunningham was awesome, and uh, I hope that we can someday have him back again to do it again. So kind of just be, be paying attention and listening for that coming down the pipes down the road. Uh, I want to give you a couple announcements on the front end uh, before I dig into the lesson. Um, the missions conference is coming up in just a few short weeks, and I want to make sure that you guys get your tickets. There's only room for X amount of people uh, for the banquet, and you're going to want to make sure you're a part of that. I also want to remind you that First Wednesdays is coming up in just a couple weeks as well. So we've got this week. Uh, and next week, and once we get through next week, uh, we will be looking at First Wednesday again on the 3rd of November. So just be sure that, uh, that you kind of have your calendars marked for those things. If you forgot, the schedule we gave you on the very front end kind of has all the, the Connect Group weeks, meeting weeks, plus the, um, the first Wednesday weeks built into that so that you can see it and, and it's easy for you to remember. But if you just remember it's the first Wednesday of every month, and if you're in the middle of Connect Group season, those are the weeks you don't you don't meet. So uh, let's just kind of jump in. This is a great, great lesson this week. Uh, session four, the path to victory, and really kind of going from this point this this week uh, and the next two lessons um, will kind of take us through really the meat of what uh, Louis is going to be sharing with us and really how to get get to a place where we don't ever let the enemy have a seat at our table. So uh, let's just kind of dive in. I'm going to start with question number two because question number one I think is is one of those questions where it's going to be different for everybody. didn't really have an answer that I thought uh, would be consistent. But number two says, read Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. How many pieces of armor this uh, does Paul mention? So clearly he, this is the passage of Scripture where it talks about the armor of God. Uh, the answer to that question is six uh, that I can count, unless unless you guys are counting something different than me. But six pieces of armor, and I'll break them down for us. We've got the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes for our feet to share the gospel, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and finally the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. Okay, uh, so so that's the six pieces of armor that Paul describes in that text. Obviously, that's going to be the uh, same answer for everybody. Uh, but the first part of that question, the second part of that question says, how does he describe the battle that's taking place for your heart and your mind? And essentially what Paul's saying there is that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle uh, against the rulers and the powers of darkness and principalities. Okay. In other words, this is a spiritual fight. The fight that we face, the only fight that we face is a spiritual fight. Uh, bottom line. And so that's why Paul goes on in that text to say, Put on the full armor of God, okay? And then he breaks all that down for us. Uh, so you, once you get through these first two questions, just like every other week, watch the video. Um, it's about 20 minutes long, and uh, it's a really good one as well this week. It's a little different. Uh, in uh, the past weeks, I think that he, um, he kind of had some bullet points, uh, but this week's a little different. So just make sure you're taking notes. I always encourage your groups to take notes. Uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff that he shares in his in his teaching that that could be missed if you're not really really paying attention. So um, 
encourage your group to take notes. I always do, even though I've already taken notes uh, because I'm the one that kind of puts these things together. I still take notes in the middle of, of, of my connect group because I want to model that for people. Uh, so let's jump in, play the video, come back, unpack a little bit what, what he shared, uh, and just kind of jump into the questions. Again, I'm not going to hit every one of them here, but I do want to hit a couple of them. Uh, the question number one after the video, Proverbs 23, 7 says, for a, for a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What's the connection between our thoughts and our actions? Um, you guys may have differing opinions on this, but one of the things that kind of is consistent as I talk to our pastoral staff about answers for this one is, uh, is whatever we tend to believe, uh, we tend to become. Uh, so in other words, our, our actions are almost like a byproduct of, of our thoughts. And so uh, I just want to encourage you uh, that our minds are very, very powerful. And uh, they do, they can and will become a byproduct. Um, our actions will become a byproduct of what we put into our minds. Okay. Uh, jump down to um, question number two. Have someone read 1 Corinthians 15, 57. What does it mean to fight the enemy from a place of victory? Uh, oftentimes think sometimes when we talk about uh, we're in a battle or we're in a fight with the enemy, uh, that it's a battle that we have to either win or lose. Uh, here's the truth. The truth is the battle has already been won. Uh, that part has already been, we, we, we don't walk into uh, our lives in a state of defeat. We, we actually walk into our lives and we walk in a way that is from a place of victory because Jesus has already won the battle for us. Uh, so our mindset, and what the, the secondary question there is, how does this change our mindset regarding the spiritual battles we face? In other words, our mindset should be one of confidence. Uh, because the battles we face are, are battles that have already been won. Uh, we can be confident in the Lord since he has already achieved the victory. Plain and simple. Jesus paid the price, conquered the grave, so that we don't have to, we don't have to work for our salvation. We don't have to work for victory over sin because that part's already been done for us. Okay, uh, But oftentimes I think we, we park ourselves in a, in a state of defeat because we're wore down, and that's what Satan wants for us. He wants to wear us down to the point where, that we just give up and say, okay, I'll do whatever you ask. All right? Jump to question number three. This is a great question. It says, read Numbers 13, uh, 25 through 33. I'm not going to read that on here, but it says, Moses sent 12 spies to explore the land, and 10 came back with a report. What did they say, and what was the conclusion they were making about their situations that were not correct? So. Um, Essentially, they sent spies in, and what they found that there were these people that were so big that they never could, they thought that in their minds, they could never defeat these people. Uh, they, were, they were referred to as the, the, the I'm probably not pronouncing it right, the Nephilim. Uh, and it says literally in the text that they, that they, they were like grasshoppers. Uh, that's how big they were. That they, they, they viewed themselves as grasshoppers compared to them. So, what was it about, the, what was their conclusion? Uh, about their situation that really wasn't correct. And the bottom line is that it, God sent them there and they viewed their enemy larger than their God. Ultimately putting the mindset on of defeat instead of one of victory. And I think we do that all the time. So I think we look at our situation, something's in front of us, it's so big, it's so daunting, and in our minds, God can never bring us through this. We're going to fail. 
we're gonna we're never we're never gonna have victory because the size of this situation, this thing in front of us, is so big uh, that it's bigger than who our God is. And I think sometimes we forget how big God is. So, bottom the 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 important thing for us to remember is that God is much bigger than any of the trials or the trouble that we could ever face. Okay, number four. How do you initially respond when faced with an overwhelming situation? Again, these are these are somewhat canned answers, but I think we'll all kind of come up with these. But go around the room. I'd encourage you to go around the room and have people don't don't have one person give them all out, but have one person give one answer. Uh, and so here's just a few things I think people do. They have anxiety, they have fear, they doubt, there's confusion, anger, and oftentimes distrust. Okay. So just kind of go around the room, let people talk about those. Spend as much time on that one as you want. Uh, number five, this question comes directly from the video uh, where he'll talk about these, these seven daily rhythms that, that, uh, that he, you know, he sees that these are good, and he does them throughout the week. So the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, okay? And they're all listed right here on your notes. Uh, so you, you don't have to write them down. But uh, if someone doesn't have their, again, this why I always encourage people to write notes just because if, uh, if they didn't bring their hand out with them, then they can write these things down as the video is being taught. Okay. Um, and then the last question, we're going to jump to practical application number two. Um, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 reminds us that God is, God's power is made perfect in our weakness. What can we do this week to operate out of God's strength? rather than our own. Uh, and just a couple things that I put on here. Uh, one, immerse yourself in God's word. We've talked about that in, in the previous weeks. Immerse yourself in God's word. Number two, believe what it says. Essentially, believe God's word to be true. Um, three, pray. And the last thing I put on here was obey the spirit of God. You know, when, when Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, he said he's going to give us the Holy Spirit. And he has. And so when we have the Spirit of God living within us, listen to it. It'll speak to you. It'll tell you when you probably shouldn't do something. God has those things built in so for our protection. And so often we just don't listen to it. So one, immerse yourself in God's Word. Two, believe what God's Word says to be true. Three, pray. Four, obey the Spirit of God. All those sorts of things together will actually make a huge impact. Okay? So that's it for this week. Again, the announcements uh, for this week are the World's Missions Conference. I want to encourage you to do that. Sign up for that. Be an encouragement to our missionaries. It's going to be a great thing. That's November 6th and 7th. And then our, our uh, next first Wednesday will be November 3rd at 6.30 p.m. So, uh, again, we'll have a great worship worship time, preaching, and following the service at 7.35. We'll have, we'll have classes for men and women. Uh, and then there'll be some sports, there's some Spanish stuff, uh, some things like that. So make plans to attend with your group. It'll be a great, great evening. Uh, God bless you guys. Uh, I'm, ex I'm excited for uh, these next couple weeks and uh, excited for the lesson and uh, excited for the beautiful fall weather uh, that uh, is my favorite, favorite time of year. So God bless you. Have a good day.